Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekrutman. My name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. We are still addressing the issue of the petition prayer of Slichot and that Holy Spirit verse, asking God as a nation not to take away the Holy Spirit from us, but referencing and borrowing this verse from Psalm 51. Said originally by David, as he petitioned God after he sinned with Bathsheba not to lose the Holy Spirit. And we mentioned in the previous podcast that one of the reasons possibly why God restores the relationship with David as opposed to Saul is because he admitted his mistake right away. And he didn't give any excuses. No excuses. And Saul, while he did say, I have sinned, it was only after repeatedly giving excuses and having those excuses rejected by the prophet Samuel. That was one reason. But David, I said last time that I have a second reason, which I think is also important to understand. We obviously don't know the real answer we're suggesting, but there's an important theological point which I think appears here as well. Another reason, perhaps, why God would have forgiven David quickly and not forgiven Saul so quickly. What is that reason? Don't leave us in a cliffhanger. No, now it's the beginning of a week. No cliffhangers yet. For me, the reason is actually an answer, which is not an answer. The answer is... I'm confused. You're getting very Jewish on me. Yeah, I am. The answer is that the will of God is inscrutable. We don't know why God does certain things. God forgave David because God forgave David. God did not forgive Saul because sometimes we don't understand why God does anything. Obviously, that doesn't mean there's no reason But what it means is that God's the boss, and it's important for us looking at these biblical episodes to realize that God is not a machine. God is not a vending machine. God is not a robot that if you program him a certain way, say certain magic words, you are guaranteed anything. Well, you just ruined my image of God, Scott. I expect that when I do something, there's an automatic return. If there is an automatic return, it's only because God chooses to allow himself to do that, not because inherently God is forced to do anything. In fact, David, we mentioned last time that Saul sinned by not destroying the nation of Amalek. That actually relates back to an earlier episode that appears in the book of Numbers, the sin of the spies. When the spies went up to the land of Israel, then the land of Canaan, and they brought back a negative report, except for Joshua and Caleb. And this negative report disheartened the people so much that they no longer trusted God, and they said, we should go back to Egypt. As a result of that sin, God said, you are going to spend 40 years in the desert rather than going into Israel this year. The people were very sad and depressed. And in fact, we say that that sin happened on Tisha B'Av, the ninth day of Av, which later on became the day on which both temples were destroyed, and it's the symbol of all Jewish tragedy. But there's a coda, an important epilogue to that story, which most people forget about, which is that the next morning, the people got up and they told Moses, we have sinned and we are ready to enter the land of Israel and we are going to go up. We are repenting. And Moses said to them, don't go. You may not go. God is not with you. But the people thought that God acts like a vending machine. We are repenting. We're doing in Hebrew what's called tshuva, returning to God. We're admitting our sin. We're saying we were wrong. We're asking God for forgiveness. We've decided not to do it again. So therefore, all is good. Slate is clean, right? So we can go into Israel and we will survive. And Moses said, that's not how it works. And they went up and they were smitten by Amalek. 
Amalek actually defeated them in that spot. Amalek is a symbol of God not being there in an apparent way. This appears in Numbers chapter 14, verses 44 and 45. The people decided to ignore Moses. I'm going to read inside. They defiantly ascended to the mountaintop, but the ark of the Lord's testimony and Moses did not move from the camp. The Amalekite and the Canaanite living on that mountain descended, attacked them, and crushed them until Hormah. So they accepted their sin, they confessed their sin, but they decided to move without the permission of God or Moses. Because, David, they thought that repentance is automatic, not in the sense that God promises he'll forgive, which he does, but in the sense that we can program God to do what we wanted. We programmed him the wrong way before by sinning against him in the sin of the spies, and now we're programming it in the right way by doing proper repentance, quote-unquote, and therefore God has no choice but to forgive us and to be with us. That's not the way it works. And David, the important message that I see in this is that there are times that we have to acknowledge that our repentance only works because God wants it to work. When we think that repentance works because we can force God, force his hand, force him to do what we want, that is a mistaken theological understanding of the divine. God does not have to do anything. When God forgives us, it's a free will gift on his part. It is not something which he has no choice to do. He tells us that he promises to forgive, but that's his choice. We first have to realize that, that God is not the grandfather in the sky who will just give us presents without limit, no matter what happens. We first recognize that he's the boss. Once we acknowledge he's the boss, then we can have real repentance, which is not about getting what we want, but about restoring a relationship. And that relationship has to be predicated on the knowledge that he's the boss first, and that knowledge leads to a relationship of friendship and love. But first we have to say it's up to him. It's on his condition. Great revelation from Scott Kahn. My name is David Nekrutman. My name is Scott Kahn. And blessings from Jerusalem. 